0: Because we're down's your way, de da da We're always down's your way, da-da-da-da.
1: Because we're down's your
0: way, da-da-da-da. I'm always down's your way, I'm downs your way
1: Hello and welcome to Down's Your Way. I'm Colin Speller, and I'm still in Steve's studio with Steve and Rebecca, and this is the second part of the. Meaning behind the lyrics of More Sinner Than Saint. So, in Hello. the first part, we did Hello. the first six tracks, and in the second part, we are going to do the last six tracks. So, it's almost Steve. like we planned it. Yes, Ooh. it's almost like it sounds like a degree so, of organisation. Must <laughs> be down to Colin. Not normally present in <laughs> the scheme of things. But anyway, welcome both again. Yeah. And no. um, I will, uh, well, we might as well kick off with the first track of the second half, which is, in fact, the title track more sinner than saint
2: i think it, i think it's great on. by the way that that it, it came out on vinyl and we could think of it being as a first half and a second half yeah because we we didn't just throw this the songs together. Did we, uh, bet? Oh, I thought we did. Oh, no, we didn't. Oh, okay. um, because that, that thing about having an album and there mm. being like a, a flow to the songs and you expect that next song to come in. I mean, you, you get to know an album well enough. I don't know, something like uh, Abbey Road, for example, mm. right? You know exactly when the next track's going to come in. You know exactly what key it's going to yeah, be in. And you yeah. can almost sing it without sort of, mm. and that that's, that's brilliant. So I'm so glad we managed to actually do that. So anyway, more sinner than saint, right? Okay, this is a redemption song.
0: It's a redemption song. I should have looked
2: this up beforehand, but basically, I was too idle. Um, There's there's a quote, and I can't remember who it's by. This is the thing, and it was this. It was a bloke I know that much, and he's sort of terminally ill, and somebody comes to visit him. I think it might be W. C. W.C. Fields, mm-hmm. the, um, uh, yeah, com- mm. comedian, that's mm. right. Not W. Grace, W.C. Grace, W.C. Fields. <laughs> uh, and um, so th- somebody comes in to visit him and he's reading the Bible and he's a sort of confirmed atheist. Mm. And somebody says, what, what's, what are you doing? He says, uh, I'm looking for a loophole.
0: <laughs>
2: right. And that's exactly what this song is. Yeah. Right. It's... um. It's somebody, like anybody, that has led a slightly wicked life, uh, which, to be oh, honest... Oh, to
3: be honest, a normal life. Yeah, a, yeah,
2: anybody, you know, and you're sort of thinking back, oh, mm, bloody hell, I was, a, you know, shouldn't have done that, shouldn't have done the other, and you're, you're thinking, um, is there any way out of this? Uh, and if there isn't a way out of it, then I'm just going to carry on and I'm just going gonna, gonna to plough on and the devil ain't going to get me so... Mm. whatever so it it's sort of thinking back about whether you are a sinner or a saint nobody is of course more sinner than saint or more saint than sinner with you know, possible exceptions hitler
3: yeah that's never <laughs> going to go down well but um yeah people that blow people are probably on the wrong side but yeah. like the regular you know the regular joseph mortals we're all a bit sinner and we're all a bit saint but we're more saint than sinner um This, for me, I mean, I love these lyrics. And I do think, you know, especially my personality type is very much, although I am getting better, sort of putting myself down, sort of, you know, oh, I didn't do enough. Have I done enough for that person? Oh, should I have rung that person more last week because I think they need me? And should I have, da-da-da, should I have, should I have, should I have, am I a bad person because I didn't do? So this, for me, is kind of like, you know, you can only do what you can do. And when I sing this, it's kind of like an not an apology, but it's an acknowledgement that I'm only human and sometimes I can't do everything I want to do and I can't help everyone I want to help and I can't save the world. And if that makes me more sinner than saint, then... There's nothing I can do about it, but I'm doing my best. And that—that mm. that is definitely, for me, when I sing the lyrics, what I'm feeling, even though Steve wrote these lyrics. And we always have this connection about the songs that we sing, the songs that we write. We've always said from the start they're ours because we always have influence in each other's songs or we do them both together. But it's like... I feel like they're my words and when I sing them, they're my words and I'm singing them from my perspective and that's my perspective on this song. And it's definitely a a thing that has ricocheted throughout my whole life of I'm not good enough, I'm not doing enough, I'm not helpful enough, I'm not this. Instead of just saying I might be all those things but you know, right, I'm okay. So that for me is this song.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, uh Yeah. an amusing story about this: When we did the Birmingham Streams gig, we did not have enough. Uh, we hadn't taken all the kit, had we? Because it was the first one for ages, and mm. it was a bit. So I had to nip back to base. Good job we we're in Birmingham to pick up a couple of essential items. As I was sort of rushing out the door, it was held open for me by a chap who took a look at my "More Sinner Than Saint" T-shirt mm. and said, huh, "More Sinner Than Saint? What's that all about?" So said I, "It's a song of redemption." Yes! <laughs> Very good. Got it in one So because we You know We'd had this conversation In in relation to another matter And he Anyway the conversation Continued To cut a very long story short It turned out He was a Christian minister Oh right uh, Albeit of the You know Church of the I don't know Latter Wednesday afternoon Or whatever You know Something (laughs) Something sort of Non-mainstream and he was, um, he was profoundly disturbed by me having a more sinner than saint T-shirt on. But I had sort of reassured him that it was, no, no, it was a song of redemption and people considering their blah, 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 See, blah, See, the blah. dark
3: side in me, if that had been me, I'd have said, well, actually, I'm a devil worshipper, I'm so sorry. But the moment, I'm, <laughs> well, I wouldn't have. Well, actually, but the, Colin, the, it would have screamed in me to do it.
2: Colin, what you should have done is stood on your head and said, look, now I'm a sinner. Whoops. Way, now I'm a saint because of the reversible logo. So, you know, up yeah. yours. Oh, yeah. It's a
3: song about redemption now. Carry on, Sunjoy. Now
2: I've sinned again.
3: And now I've sinned again. <laughs> Whoops.
2: Oh, it's painful, isn't it? Constant guilt. i
3: sinner saint. The
0: devil may take me, but I can't wait for him.
1: Um, the next one on our list is the first single off the album "If I Go to Sleep," and the one that also features another guest guitarist. So, well, I
3: think, can I just can I just kick this one off, even though you, it's Steve's baby, really? Um, anyone that knows me, like they always take the mick out of me with this song because basically, if I could sleep all day, probably would, but you know, somebody'd wake me up.
1: God damn them! Shall we share with them your motto? Yeah, I've got a personal motto. So you've all heard of Carpe Diem. Seize seize the the day. day. Well, Rebecca's motto is Carpe Post Meridium.
3: Yeah, seize the afternoon. Seize (laughs) the afternoon. And luckily I've got a dog that has got exactly the same, exactly the same sentiment. So me and little Ralph be in bed till like, well probably about 11, really, on a weekend. We don't care. I don't care. I work hard during the week. So anyway, yeah, if I go to sleep, yeah, over to you, Steve.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I've, I, I'm useless with dates, but Bex might be able to work this out. Um, when this was written, it's one, it was one of those years when when you woke up, you hadn't got a bloody clue what was going on. Silly things were happening. Ridiculous elections. I'm gonna say no more.
3: Let's say no more. I'm
2: saying no more. I'm not um, saying any more. There were catastrophes going on. There were people dying, David Bowen, all the rest of it. So that's sort of it might have been sort of sixteen then, wouldn't it? Might have been um, I'm just checking on my phone actually. And um, there were the like Australia was on fire. So the world's on fire is one of one of one of the lines. And um to, to put the tin hat on it, I'd, I'd, I'd add um, a heart bypass. So it, you could look at this song as being a song of uh, insomnia, right? You can't mm. go to sleep. It's not that. It's you're bloody well afraid to go to sleep because you don't know what you're going to wake up to. Yeah. Or, in my case, you don't know whether you're going to wake up at all. Mm. Mm. Fortunately, I did. Um and it's all of those things wrapped up into all various lyrics that just came into my mind and spurged out. Mm. And it's one of those lyrics where some lyrics you sit down and you actually think about them very carefully, and you know, oh yeah, that should go there. This was one of those um, one of those lyrics where it it is l- almost a lot of it is stream of consciousness. Yeah, it just spits out, and that that's the way it worked. And it worked with uh, that sort of big heavy riff that mm. was going um which is sort of, you know it's sort of quite ominous quite fearful mm. because that's uh, that's what it what it's about yeah no
3: that's i remember it well and um the thing about this song as well is, you know, it was like the heaviest track we've ever done. Um, and it's interesting listening to other people's albums like Imelda May's last album where she has an exceptionally heavy song on there but the rest of it is nothing like that. And And I really like that about albums. I don't think we're ever going to bring out an album where every track sounds exactly the same because that's just not how we work. And this song was, yeah, the instrumentation is there to capture the mood. And we hope the video went some way to doing that as well. So you've got like a spectre. It's a spectre of something inside your head. Either it's the fact that you think the world's going to end tomorrow because there's some idiots in charge. World War Three is going to start tomorrow. Or physically you're having problems. And that was that thing. I don't want to go to sleep because God knows what I'm going to ha- you know, what's going to happen in the morning. And then I asked my big brother Nimmo... Mr. Alan Nimmo from King King to try a solo for us. an in usual Nimmo style, <laughs> sends through like about five different versions done through different amps. The same, you know, solo, give or take, but through all different amps, all different types of sounds. And me and Steve just listened to it and we're just like, Jesus Christ, man. I mean... Okay, if you're not Kinking fans, can you just go and sort it out and go and listen to some of this guy's stuff? I mean, I'm a mate of his, right? I'm a mate, and he could have just chucked me a solo, any
2: old thing. This solo
3: is ridiculously good. And it's Steve, it's well, like, he,
2: what? He stuck some extra bits in as well, which was just, right, that's exactly what should go there. Yeah. Brilliant, well done, and again, I've got to have to, I've had to learn the the flaming thing. There's still one little lick in it I can't get, um, but then again, you know.
3: We'll have to get yeah. you on a Skype with him, not because <laughs> I think he I think from one talking to him, he doesn't like going through solos, but yeah. it's the it's the fact that you know he cared enough, he yeah. really listened to the song. Not only gave us a great solo, but a solo that took the freaking roof off the song. Alan, you probably won't listen to this because I know you've got better things probably (laughs) to do with your time. But brother, you know, I love you.
2: Yeah, excellent. Uh, Again, a little guitarist thing. It's the only number that we do in drop D, which gives it that real heavy. Gives Uh, it the
3: heavy feel. uh, Okay.
1: The next one is, as I said, featured on, uh, I think, episode six, where we deconstructed its whole sort of genesis from rough idea to final track, and that's Stand On My Feet. Well, yeah, go
2: on. I'll I'll give this a quick intro and then then it's over to Bex. If you think of Stand On My Feet, which we first started writing in 2014. I think it was. That was the date when Bex sent over this little piano lick um and a, a couple of chords and instantly it was yeah there's the, there's mileage in that we'll we'll go with that, um, and it's it's about empowerment, uh, okay. it's it's about saying okay look I can do this on my own, um, obviously I need you know people around me but I, I'm 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 able to stand on my own two feet now, so uh, there you go and. If you think that Chains was the last song that we wrote for the album, it was like bringing the whole thing in full circle because Chains is a very similar thing. So uh, that's the uh, chronography of it, or if that's the right word.
3: Absolutely. Like I remember the day that I wrote it again, little people didn't turn up on one of my private lessons. Um, Can
2: people stop turning up for Bex because it stops a writing music?
3: I know. I was at one of my colleges and... um, I have some one-to-one sessions and you know what college students are like. I was the same at uni, could never turn up to anything. I was always drunk. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, they were late they didn't turn up and I just just went dum 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 I thought, I ain't got a minute, that's got a bit of legs, isn't it? And then sort of put some words behind it, as Steve says, and padded it out a bit. And just before they turned up, Wrote sends it on my phone to Steve, who of course turns it into a proper song. But it's with the lyrics for me are again exactly like change. It's like you know we've all been through some things in life. Uh, Personally, I have. I've been emotionally put down and you know sort of used in a way and controlled, especially when I was younger. And this is kind of like. F you, I'm gonna stand on my feet and this is all gonna be me and I don't have to wait for anyone. You know, this is it's kind of a like arms outstretched come on because I've got this, so screw you. And this is kind of, you know, it's a shout out song. No. That's Frankie Burkery. Oh, really? We knew the dog would start to bark because you know why? You know why he barks? Because he just wants his limelight. Okay, yeah. Don't know, the little twit. But anyway, we love him. And
2: he can.
1: Noise so is if off. he
3: barks again, just like, you know, you know we're not in a you know a full-on soundproof recording studio because it's COVID, right? So, like, you know, if you love dogs, you'll love that. If you don't, then you'll hate it anyway. <laughs> so that's done on my feet, really.
1: All right. Noise is off by dogs. So and in episode garins.
3: six, there was a lot more about that. Let's so go back and have a mm, listen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Noises Off from the Dogs of Derriger and these, these uh, podcasts. In fact, we have uh, Ralph in the vicinity as well. Yeah, so he Ralph's could, just keeping quiet. He mate. could make a contribution at any, any moment. Yeah. Okay, so we now come to what I think you've described to me as mm. the the only happy song you've ever written.
3: Oh, it's well happy, this isn't it? Big
1: Sky. <laughs>
3: it's like, oh, look at us, how happy we are. Woo, yeah. The We're so op- almost so happy we can't sing the song. <laughs> yeah, it's just this is a song where it's an out and out sort of happy rocker, but it's like for me, it was. Um, you know when you meet someone, you know and they and it depends it doesn't matter how it actually ends up. it's that first instance of meeting someone and the world looks different. it's like the sky looks bigger the you know everything looks brighter, everything's in technicolor, everything's a little bit happy. you're smiling at people that probably think you're insane, mm. that kind of thing, and also for me personally. I'm a massive fan of very flat landscape. So not like mountainous landscape, obviously. I like Cambridgeshire where it's very flat and the sky looks really big because it's all very, very flat. So there's like... Because there's like an openness in that for me. It's like I feel I can breathe better. It's like there's nothing crowding round on me. So that's lyrically what I was trying to put across is there's nothing holding me back, like... Wow, you're amazing, and isn't life great? And it might not last, but that was that moment, mm. Stephen. I didn't fart then, by the way. I just crossed my legs on the chair. If oh, no, I do okay. fart, I will actually admit it. I did. He Th- didn't because I, I normally can smell you.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, this this was one that we I think we actually wrote most of this in the same room together. I know. What would you believe amazing, it? Yeah? Um, and it was like, uh, oh, it's a, it's a big strummy. Oh, here we go! Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hang on, we'll, we'll stick a, we'll stick a slide riff across this, like we did for Believe, and then it, it gets slightly Indian, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it's we go. It's a bit Cooler Shaker, isn't it? Because we bit, both we love Cooler love shaker. shaker. Yeah, it's a shame mm. they didn't do more, but still, mm. um, yeah. So it, 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 it basically just attacks you right from the word go. And it's fun to play.
3: Uplifting. And it doesn't mean that the sentiment isn't like any more important than the other songs, you know, because sometimes a happy sentiment can be sort of like dismissed, but it's so freaking rare. Like, let's just rejoice in it. And this is a little bit, it's kind of like, let's rejoice in this feeling just for this moment before it goes away again.
1: Mm. Interesting reference to Sky. One of my favourite artists is a little known band from the USA called Venus Hum and they they did a song that evokes the same feeling. It's actually the title of one of their albums, Big Beautiful Sky. Mm -hmm. And when I listen to that track, I I hear your Big Sky as well, although they're, they're very different arrangements. I
3: like Venus Hum. Check them out.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. they've just started writing again, actually, and they've got some quite good stuff coming out. So yeah, uh, after a long hiatus, so that was that was big sky. That was the happy song. Are, are we are we now going to return to the more?
3: We can return to sadness. Please continue.
1: Just popping in with a reminder that our 2021 A3 photograph calendars are still available. They can be signed by Rebecca with a message of your choice. Full details on the shop at rebeccadowns.com forward slash shop. So, the penultimate track in reverse.
3: I thought you were saying then it's the penultimate track in reverse, so we'll do the one before. Well, before.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> penulti- you seriously in. guilty of overthinking. <laughs> yes, I think so. Never... Oh,
1: as if that's not been a, been a case. You
2: just wist- witnessed it, folks. <laughs> the one, over-thinking. In a, one in a row
1: yeah. <laughs> from Bex. So, on the album, the, 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 the track before last <laughs> is in reverse.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Um this track, I really had to, well, we really had to fight to get it on. And I do mean actually fall out with some people for a little bit of time, in a way. Um, not as if it came to blows and I twatted them, but I, we really did believe in this track. And, and again, I, I, myself, I can sometimes be pushed around quite easily, and I have done in the past. I've been really pushed around and sort of, if somebody says, no, I don't like that, I'll go, oh, all right then, and like go to something else. But I think this was the start for me of saying, well, actually, no, I don't agree with you. I hear what you're saying and I understand you don't like it, but uh, we're the songwriters and, and we do. So even though I don't want to fall out with you, I want this song on the album because I personally really freaking like it and that caused a little bit of trouble. But you know what? I think this, getting on the album, was a bit of me, the new me, which I've worked very hard on, saying, I know I don't want to upset you, but I'm going to go with what I want for a change. And this was this for me. So this song represents quite a lot for me. I didn't want to fall out with anyone but I do feel that sometimes I needed to stand up for myself and this was one of those times. And in reverse has my favourite lyric, which is the strobes that pierce and shine through my tears, which is visually if you're in a nightclub or a rock club or a gig and you're in a corner and you're crying and you're the person that you've been with, you've had a row or they're walking away. And the light sometimes shines on your face and it highlights the tears, but you're watching them walk away. And the whole love song in reverse is because what this was about was a relationship which was doomed from the start, which was poisonous. So it was a love song and it was in reverse. It was like the devil spinning the vinyl album back. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what you want to say musically, Steve,
2: but well, the the thing about this that that I love um, is that it has a sort of Bond movie theme mm. feel to it, particularly the uh, the guitar figure at the end that yeah. you know it's sort mm. of big, it's dramatic. Um, and we always thought Sailing on a Pool of Tears had got that slightly the, slightly Bond feel mm. to it. So to be able to then do the full-on production work, which we did at the end of it, where you've got, I don't know, you've got about half a dozen guitars blasting away and strings and God knows what, and then Beck's doing it ah! on top of it. Um, it, 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 is, it does get very Bond movie and, and dramatic. And... Um, Actually, probably for that reason, it is one of, the, one of the songs we haven't done live yet, but I dare say we could. It's, hard, it's going to be
3: hard to kind of do live, but we could do it live.
2: We could do something
1: with it live. Yeah, yeah it'd but
3: be a version of One for
1: the future, that would Get Paddy on the go. Program him up. You should yes, be able to. Yeah. able to do something with it. I, I mean, I think the issue with this one in terms of its uh, appeal to the casual listener, if you like, is in, in my view, it's, it's a grower, not a shower if you know what I mean I, I mean I've been listening to these tracks in various demo forms for well as long as you know for as long as you've created the demo so in some cases by the time the album came out in 2019 I've been listening to some things for three or four years and I, I will freely confess when I first heard this it was certainly not in my sort of top you know whatever but as time went on and the more I listened to it Uh, I just thought, yeah, this is, I like this, I really like this, I really like this. And by the time we came to have the debate about Mm. should it be on or should it be not, I was a a full supporter. But it's interesting because people since, I think, have come to it, Mm. you know, uh, in the same way. I think uh, one of the points that people make about more sinner than saint is it's difficult to find you know your favorite, a, 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 track. your favorite track, or or indeed a track that you don't like, but in in that very tight pecking order, in reverse, is one that seems to start off towards towards the bottom and then creep its way up as people listen to the album more and more. But it is it's a fa- it's a fantastic track, and I I and I,
3: it means a lot to me, yeah. and it means a lot to Steve And Sometimes that's enough.
1: Well, it should be because at the end of the day, you know, you've got to you've got to put out something that that you like, and it, you, you you do have to take into account all sorts of inputs. and we do, and and but it but it, you you know, as somebody it's, famously said, in the end, if you don't please yourself, you probably won't please anybody. That's very yeah. true,
2: and that's that, that is a really good point as well about like I was talking earlier in the previous episode, I believe, about an album. Uh, being put out as what I think as, as a proper album with two yeah. sides to it, mm. um, where you've got a mixture of songs. If every song on an album was just an instant poppy, uh, you know, uh, three not, minutes, not shallow, but mm. one that you got straight away, then you'd tire of it very quickly. Very. Whereas the, the the album is meant to be listened to properly as an album. So, you know, you sit down, you listen to it song after song, and and therefore you do need songs that like you say Cole, uh, that you get into slowly yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely uh, and development and you can come back to it and you maybe at first you think i'm mm, mm, quite sure yeah. and then gradually you think oh yeah yeah see see what they're getting at here
1: mm. well i mean uh, the, the truth of the matter was over the time that you did this you know the 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 top 12 selected themselves really uh, with that, I don't. and even you know the, the the very last one you wrote which was very late in the day sort of shot straight in and that that pecking order with probably I guess you know at times 25 songs in play may, yeah, maybe maybe 20 more. 20 good Solid candidates in play then down to kind of fifteen, yeah. but all the time you know listening to those demos and listening to those demos and in fact one thing we've been doing in the last couple of days is going through the considerable body of work that sits there unpublished unpublished yeah. for a number so of I- reasons not not uh, so simply because some of it I mean I mean these guys I can tell you could put out an album in a different genre quite easily and that would probably be something you know in the in the country area. Yeah, kind sure.
3: of rock Americana, Americana sort of, of thing, thing. Mm. which we, you know, no, never tr- say
1: never. Those tracks are there, and and you know would almost be ready, you know, subject to refinement and recording properly, ready to go but, because they've got that amount of material in their sort of non-published catalogue.
3: But it's been absolutely mental because we, I think me and Birkett have gone through a third of what I would say are pretty much demoed full songs, some of which we'd totally forgotten about. I mean, we do. We it's like what the bloody hell is this? Oh God, we really like it, right so we're we're kind of you know, yeah, we are songwriters, and we do write i think we do write things in different sort of styles, I think underlying everything is always the song, the song has gotta be what we consider to be good, <laughs> um it's gotta be generally has a root of some sort feel, whether that be country, Americana, funk, or blues. And it generally has a little tinge of rock or more. Mm -hmm. And into that mixing pot, the different ingredients are added up. So it's not like, oh, we do... As I say, I quote the Imelda May last album, which I love, and every song is is very different. I applaud her for that. I really do. Like, you know, it's still her, but it's Mm. just, you know, people have different... Just like you may wake up one morning and want to listen to something rockier and but then the next morning you might, might want to listen to something bluesier it's not like we're trying to be every band in several albums but you do draw on a number of influences
2: i think it's one of the things about being a solo artist um that and, and a solo artist with fairly eclectic tastes mm. that um if you're in a band then it has to almost get past a committee yeah and uh it eventually will um, distill itself down to the, the the general feel that that band gets. Well, you, you haven't got that as a, as a solo artist. You can literally do what the hell you like, mm. um, and we, you know we have we have the ability and we have the recording technology to do it. Um, and it's a case of well, yeah, it would do it, and then at the end of the day, we'll sort of sift sift through it all and uh, see where see where it yeah, all lands and see what we
3: really like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
3: see, see what jumps out at us and, you know, and just see where it goes. That's the joy of writing music, isn't it? We don't just go, oh, my God, we've got to write an album. Let's sit down and write an album. It's like we're writing all the time because I know Burke. it's the same as me. I've written all my life. All my life since I was on the infant school playground with people saying, Becky, come up with a song. It's always been there. I've always woken up at ridiculous times in the morning with a song going around my head thinking, What the hell is this? Oh, it, it's one of mine. And then having to sing it into your phone or I had a mm-hmm. cassette player years ago. So it's not, so for us, it's, it's a different process as it is for some other artists. Not saying it's better, just saying it's different.
1: Finally, we come to the the, the, the last track, which Woo-hoo! is With Me.
0: With me, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I love that song.
0: <laughs>
1: do,
3: do. I love Go this on, song. I,
0: no, love this song. I love this song.
3: I love this song for so, so many reasons. How big it a And I'm not. I just really, I just really love it. I'm sorry. Um, I, I remember with my very limited piano skills, like putting down the chords to this and then replaying them on guitar. And um, Birke and me kind of lyrically write things sometimes differently. Like, I generally... Or the lyrics and the music will come absolutely as one. And sometimes we'll shift around the lyrics if we don't think they're good enough or they don't say what we're going to say enough or whatever. But generally they come as a two. With Burkett, a lot of the time he does them separate, which is, you know, just the way people work differently. Um, This one wrote itself a bit like Believe did in probably about 10 minutes. Um, It's... It was in my subconscious. I just had to open the door and it came out. That's how I kind of feel. I almost feel with songs that write themselves this way that they're kind of channeled through me. I know that sounds a bit, woo, But because you don't know where they've come from, it's kind of like you hit the notes on, on the keyboard or the guitar and then suddenly the words come out of your mouth and it's like, what the, you know, where did all this come from? And it's obviously the feelings that you've got coming out. And, okay, I'm sorry, Dad, because no doubt you'll be listening to this because, like, that's what you tend to do now. Now I've unleashed you onto the internet. (laughs) But it's about seeing someone that you like and thinking, I don't give a damn, you are coming with me and I'm going to get you. You know what I mean? Like, I've set my sights on you and sweetheart, Put it all aside, you're with me, brother. Um, And it is about that, and it's about that female. I know people sometimes get a bit fed up with females, talking about female empowerment, but let me tell you, there needs to be a bit more of it. How many females do you see on a lot of festival slots? Just a question, just leaving it there. Um, So, you know, this is about, I don't need no man to come and ask me out. I can go and ask him. And I'm not afraid of the consequences. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I know what I want. There's Frankie. Frankie, yeah. you did. Trouble is, he thinks he writes most of these songs and mm. he doesn't and he's like, oh, "I wrote most of the You know what's probably happened? A dog has walked past the window. No.
1: Oh, somebody's walked
2: past. Somebody's walked down our road.
3: It's atrocious what this dog uh. has to put up with. But anyway, coming back to uh female sexuality, <laughs> <laughs> as, as we were. Yeah. It's about yeah, it's about a lot of things, but it's about that female empowerment saying, I got this. Don't worry about it. What do mm. you want to say,
2: Steve? Uh, okay, I'll talk some some music parts of oh, this. Oh, so dull. I'm um, joking. So Bex has got this song and it's uh it's it's a cracking song. It's he's got um it's got that amazing sentiment to it, and it's more or less four chords. And then you uh, sort of, in the arrangement, put, put me arrangement arranger's hat on. It's like, well, what, what are you going to do with this? And I, I was struggling to find something that would really work with it. And we we were together looking at this this thing, and what I ended up doing is is getting slide guitar out again. Though you may not spot it in the track, but it's there, and put in a boatload of delay and reverb over it, and just hitting these single notes sliding up that were just holding and hovering in the in the air, and immediately that gave that atmosphere, didn't it, uh, to the whole piece? Yeah, and, and once that had happened, it sort of this is interesting how songs evolve, having started as four chords on a piano then moving to acoustic guitar because this is very heavily acoustic guitar based Mm -hmm. um you then had the slide guitar come on top of that then there was uh, a a guitar with a load of vibrato all over it um which we added to that which really gave that uh, a sort of Again, an atmospheric feel. I always think actually there's, there's a little bit of Roxy music in this, although yeah, I although do so, you know yeah. people would go Roxy music and Pink you know, Floyd yeah. and in reverse because it has it has that guitar atmosphere to it. And then there was another just a straight guitar that went on it. And then we decided in the choruses it really needs to kick in, mm. so we stuck it right in the background. We stuck this great big heavy crashing uh, power chord guitar. So you'd got a whole wash of guitars going yeah. on, which I absolutely love.
3: It's like a wall of sound, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and
3: um, I love the bit where it breaks in. It goes, choo, yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And th- this was one of those songs. It was, it was. Bill Drescher did the mix on this, didn't he?
3: Pretty sure.
2: And uh, he got it totally. I mean, he got the whole thing about the album. So when he sent it back, you'd got this lush wash of sound going over this this fantastic lyric. And, it you know, we sort of just sat back in amazement saying, Bill, yep, yeah, thank you, mate. You Bill Drescher's
3: one of those, like, superstar producers that you work with and think, oh, my God, should I, like, pray at his knees? And he's the most loveliest guy and walked into his L.A. home and he's got surrounded by so many gold discs and... And he's just so humble. And it was just, but he just got from the demos, he just knew what we wanted straight away. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, you know, I I could got this. But he also said, and remember, this is a guy, if you look him up that has produced so many people, he could really call some shots. Yes, I agree, Frankie. He's worked with so many people, but he was still like, Guys, if you don't like anything I've done, just say we can change it. And it was like, it was a real sort of easy way to work. So, and you know, and I'd, he did And I'd yeah. him up and
2: say, Bill, can you just do this little bit of blah, blah, blah there? And he go, Yeah. No problem. <laughs>
1: And it Whoa. seems
3: to be the higher up the people you work with, the less ego they have.
1: Yeah, he was a lovely guy.
3: Lovely yeah. guy. We're still friends still on, on Facebook, Facebook and yeah. I hope I get to me, see you again someday and you two lovely dogs. Love you, Bill.
1: Yes, it would be great to go back there and enjoy the beach. Guys, that's absolutely superb. Thank you for that. Thank you for taking us through. I hope people will have got something out of that that they have not they've not heard
3: Are before. you now going to interview Frankie Burkett?
1: Oh, I think the trouble with him is he's—he's—you he's, he's never get him off the mic. That's no, the trouble.
3: It's yeah, like yeah. I wrote this, oh, I wrote he's barf- that, barking on, on
1: about everything oh, that he's achieved yeah. and uh, yeah, complaining. Oh, I've won this award. Complaining about the quality of the fare he was offered earlier when w- everyone arrived. So yeah, his yeah. rider. Yeah, he's right. No, Never yeah. good enough. Yeah, that's his main topics. I I, th- I think we'd too much of that. So yeah, thanks guys. Thanks very much. Uh, so I will leave you both to say goodbye.
0: Goodbye, people. Goodbye. Get your kisses in neck. Give you something that you won't regret. And I got you now. I got you now.
1: Thank you for listening to Down's Your Way. As usual, there is a merchandise discount code. This episode's code is in capitals M-S-T-S. If you put that in at the appropriate place in the checkout process at rebeccadowns.com forward slash shop, you will receive a 10% discount on all items purchased. We plan to be back with you in two or three weeks' time. During that time, we are proposing to move our podcast from one platform to another, not just to save some money, but to be able to increase the functionality and the scope of what we can bring you in these podcasts. That of course does have the risk of it all going horribly wrong, but hopefully it should be a smooth process. Hopefully we won't lose any episodes, and hopefully we'll be back with you very soon. We look forward to being with you then.